Okay, we're back. Week two for First Time at 40, the story of two grown adults looking for a house for the very first time whilst in their 40s. My name is Nicholas. I'm here with my wife, Laura. Hello. What I found from last week was I speak in stutters and stops, which I didn't realize that I did before. So I'm going to try to be a little more fluid this week on the second podcast of our lives, which is also, uh, speaking of firsts, uh, this is the first time we've ever done a podcast. So week by week, hopefully it can only get better and better. What do you think? That's the hope, I suppose. I have not <laughs> listened to ourselves since that recording, so I'm just going to go as is. Yeah, you were perfect. It was oh, my delivery that was a little more suspect um, and probably not all that engaging. Um, talked last week about it being exciting. Talked about the first week being exciting in hoping that the second week would be as exciting. And I think that it, I think that it really has been. As a matter of fact, I think that this last week has been so exciting that subsequent weeks will pale in comparison. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for any more of the excitement. This is this is something this week. What what how would you describe uh the events of this past week in our search for a house? Oh boy, I think you should go first. Um, well, I, I wrote down some notes, um, and I, I should just say, you know, for our first podcast, I think there's been some interesting, um, it, it advancements or accomplishments, which is the podcast is available almost on all of the major platforms. So it's on Apple, it's on Stitcher, it's on, uh, Google podcasts, it's on TuneIn, it's on, um, What's that other one called? <laughs> I recognize a couple of the Spotify. Words <laughs> and the only one that it has Stitcher. not been. I don't even know what that is. Stitcher is just basically like a podcast app. Fantastic. Learning things. Uh, if you listen to any podcast, oh, they'll always list Stitcher on what they're know. available on. Um, the only one that has been slow to pick us up is Pandora, weirdly, which I don't think is a real major hub for podcasts, but there have been uh, slow on the uptake google podcast was pretty slow all the other ones were within like a day or two but google podcast took about six days mm. and pandora is going on over a week now pandora is playing hard to get who knew apparently but we're learning i mean at least i'm learning all about how rss feeds work and all that kind of stuff and really for a first time experience it's been kind of cool uh to see how it works only cost 100 bucks yeah not bad not bad that's the budget so far for the podcast for, you know, potentially therapy and um, <laughs> some semblance of a hobby in my life. A uh, hundred bucks. Yeah, bad. let's take it. Um, so the uh, I guess the where to start with this week is something that we didn't really talk about last week, which is this is all happening to timestamp our experience. This is all happening during COVID. And I should probably add about 10 months, 11 months, months into COVID. Yeah. Um, so, you know, everybody's over it. It's not cute. It's not fun anymore. It's really depressing. Uh, it's infuriating. There's no real information that anybody can believe in any direction, which has made, to me, the year mark of COVID particularly upsetting. 
because now we have we're all able to say we've lost a year of our lives although not all of us because if you go down to the restaurants people are living their best lives and they seem to be fine we have decided to stay home almost exclusively for the past year and that's getting to me and the reason why that's important context is i think that's part of the reason why this house hunt began was because one it's something to do it's something we should do it's something that we've put off and made excuses for not doing buying a house and also me personally i'm sick of this house i mean it's a great location but the house is a dump i don't know how you feel about it i think that's a little harsh it's falling apart there's cracks in the ceilings the pipes are all busting. We're literally going to have to halfway move out anyway so they can replace all the pipes. We've had five leaks in the last two and a half years. Um, it's dirty. It's filthy. I, I The more time I spend in it, the less I want to be in this house. I like the view. We've got a view of the ocean, and that's great. But everything about Elsa, about the house to me is not in, at all appealing. You're over it. I hate this house. Yeah. And I think important to say, too, you've been trapped at home. You're used to going to work. You're used to doing some travel. You've been trapped in a singular room for 12 hours out of every day, pretty much. So there's a little extra squirrely happening, I think. As should as there should totally. be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the house is filthy. It's cluttered. Everywhere you look, it's just clutter. And it's just driving me mad. And because we had the pipe problem now, our garage is equally cluttered as the rest of the house, which was like the last place where you could actually put something, which was cars. But now it's all bags and boxes, junk. So I think for me, that's part of the reason why looking for a house seemed like a good opportunity to just cleanse ourselves and start over. Um, and uh, so with the coronavirus context um something that we should mention is there's a thing that's been developed called a peed form p-e-a-d which i should have looked up i don't know what it stands for but it means uh uh, basically that you're signing off that you don't have covid to the best of your knowledge Mm -hmm. or have been around anyone with covid to the best of your knowledge and you will go in the house by yourself with your agent um and try not to spread the virus and that you're waiving any legal ramifications if you happen to contract it. It's literally a form that I don't think anyone would ever read. It's like the user agreement to any new app. Right. Yeah. You just you get a DocuSign. Click here. Go. You click your initials and then you're good to go and you can go in the house. But it's a legal thing that everybody going into houses has to do, which is just another example of how industries and businesses have had to adapt and figure out a way to continue to move on and make money and slowly as best they can turn the economy, which housing, you know, is a huge part of the economy. And obviously they had to figure something out. So gone are the days of open houses, people walking through, come in between 10 and two on Sunday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even remember what day it both? was. I think both. Seems like Sunday. Don't you remember Jenny had a big thing? Yeah seems like it sun- was Sunday, but it might have been both. I don't know. We it's had a friend that fought weekend. with her realtor about when it should be, and the realtor <laughs> was like, no, this is when it always is. She's like, no, I don't think so. She just she just wanted to make it clear on the sign what day of the week it was. And the realtor 
Scott's disposition was, well, if the sign's out, that means it's happening. (laughs) That's what it was. So, but uh, anyway, none of that is happening. No, um, open houses aren't happening, and you can't go anywhere. You can't go anywhere without a realtor, without an agent, Um, and you can't go any anywhere without express permission of the the agent or homeowners. Um, So that's kind of been an interesting insight into how this whole thing is operating. Yeah, you're right. Because I guess in normal times we would be trucking around by ourselves, but we have (laughs) this poor woman. meets us every time or her assistant and and the way that they open the house is there's a little box which you know everyone's probably accustomed to seeing these little you know boxes, boxes with keys yeah. but it's all bluetooth yeah so the peed forms have to be signed in order for the box to get to in order for the agent to get the code that uses bluetooth through their phone to open the box mm-hmm. it's pretty ad- yeah, advanced it is um so everywhere we go kim gets the code zaps the box gets the key and we go in and look around sometimes there's a homeowner there who has to skedaddle sometimes they know we're coming usually i mean they always know we're coming and then they leave vacate or the house is just vacant or sometimes they want to give you their own guided tour in tight quarters during a pandemic which happened and was highly uncomfortable if you ask me right i'm getting less uncomfortable with that stuff i think i'm just kind of over it and i'm just willing to take my chances but that's just COVID. There. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody's reaching their own limits with COVID. I know that for a fact because we walk around and there's a lot of people that are much less concerned than we are. And I'm, you know, I'm, I've been extremely careful, but if a random woman wants to show me around and we're all wearing masks, I'm not that concerned. Anyway, um, we've looked now at 12 houses in the span of about two weeks. That's where we're yeah. at. Well, probably, what, more like 10 days, really. Nine days. Yeah. Fast. Right. With, yeah, more within two weeks. Day. More than a house a day on average. And we've looked at townhomes. Mm-hmm. We've looked at single family homes. We've looked at 3,000 square foot homes. We've looked at 1,600 square foot homes. We've looked at single floor. We've looked at multiple floors. Um, we've looked at places where you park in a parking garage versus places that have a... You know, one car garage, some have a two car garage, um, three bedrooms, four bedrooms, nice kitchens, old kitchens, French style kitchens, basic houses, charming houses. We really run the gamut over the course of these home viewings. And one thing we've learned is that none of them have checked all of the boxes yet. And I think that's important. Um, and I think everybody knows that going in is they're never going to check all of their boxes. I suppose when people do, though, they get really excited. That's probably what mm-hmm. happens. I'm sure. Have you been really excited yet? Um, Remember there, to talk. Oh, yeah. The- sorry. There, uh, there were a couple that I was excited about. They both happened to be single family homes were the ones that I was really excited about. Um, one we did place a bid on and ended up in the number two position um and the other we didn't because although it checked a lot of our boxes inside the house it did not check a lot of our boxes in terms of location and ultimately we found it was overpriced Mm -hmm. which overpriced doesn't matter anymore because people are paying top dollar right now yep and that's because of the interest rates people are willing to spend more i imagine 
mm-hmm. total because the interest rates are lower, which is why it's a slightly different game. Yep. And because of the low interest rates, there's just a lot of people trying to buy places right now. So the competition is really high and the inventory is not anywhere near meeting the demand. So it just means that for every single possible dwelling, there are people clawing at each other um, and pushing the price higher and higher trying to get it. Except for that place that we liked that we didn't like the location of no one's bid on yet. Correct. So everybody else agreed evidently that the value was not there. Right. However, that was probably the nicest house we've seen yet from the inside. Which really shows you how much location makes a difference. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really was a beautiful house, but it was on a busy street, so nobody wants it. Which tells you something about if you ever try to resell it, it's going to be difficult. Yep. Um, Even in a very competitive market with low interest rates, people still don't want to live on a busy street, which is important to note. Um, The other thing that is ironic about the whole interest rate thing is the one person or the one house we lost out to was a cash buyer where interest rates don't even Mm -hmm. apply. So it's funny how people with cash are just kind of muscling their way in and not taking advantage of the interest rates and just paying straight up for what apparently seemed to be bloated prices. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the thought process is on that because the bubble is going to burst and you're going to lose your money, but it's an interesting strategy, I guess. Maybe a short-term strategy if they just want to turn it around really quickly because they know the prices are going up exponentially. Exponentially. the There was one house we didn't even look at because it was out of our price range that was purchased for $1 million in August and is now listed for one point five with all the improvements that they did. That's quite a hike. Mm-hmm. In no time. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they literally put it up for 150% of what they paid in less than six months. So that kind of gives you an idea of the market that we're dealing We probably couldn't have gone into this at a worse time. Yep. In terms of competitiveness, yeah. Really yep. competitive. Prices are sky high. Yep. Um, yeah, there, there's really no way to check more than one box without having to pay more than we're willing to pay. Mm-hmm. So it's turned out to be much more difficult than we expected, or uh, than I expected. I think everybody knew it would be hard, but the, really the only way to know how difficult it's going to be is to do it. And then you realize, oh, this is like putting a square peg into a round hole when you're looking for a specific set of things. If you're just looking for a house, you can find one. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking for a house in a certain area or with a certain amount of square footage or bedrooms um, or try to line all of those things up, it's virtually impossible. At least that's what I'm coming to find, is what we want is a unicorn. doesn't exist. Yeah, or just they're few and far between anyway. I mean, we're looking in a pretty little geographic location. Well, that's part of what we want. I mean, that's the thing. That's why it's a unicorn. That's why it's hard. Yeah. Right. Is that we're looking in a very pricey space. Small area. Yeah. And um, I don't see... Currently, I don't see any... I don't see where this is going. And I guess that's the important thing of doing the podcast right now because it could get lower... But like right now, it feels like it's like nothing has 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 
dropped further than my hopes of buying a home in a sh- in this short amount of time. Yeah. Nothing true. has depressed me faster than the idea of buying a home. Nothing has depressed me faster. Mm-hmm. Like it was so exciting at first and now it's just like, you know, it's like all of a sudden less than two weeks in, you're like, oh no, this is, you're getting smacked down right away. This is not something that you can do. At least for what we're looking for and what we have to spend. Just not realistic. So I think, you know, doing this podcast about finding a home, I don't know what it's going to turn into. I don't know if this is going to be the last episode or if we're going to just continue to talk about, you know, maybe concessions we're going to have to make or sacrifices that we're going to have to make either in size or location or condition. Because that's the other thing um, that we could talk about is the fixer-upper thing. Mm -hmm. We are not motivated to do anything. We have two boys uh, that are six and nine, and they take up a lot of our time, and both of us work. Fixing a house is a full-time job. And even if even if we liked it as a hobby, which we don't, mm-hmm. it would take up so much time, but neither of us are handy. So we would be basically hiring out all of that help, which is the same as just buying a house, buying a nice house when, when it comes to all those costs. I haven't run the numbers, but I would imagine if you're not doing anything yourself, it can't be worth it. I don't know. I don't think that's what we're hearing from the people who live in that industry. That sort of well, the people that are willing to take your money, yeah, they'll tell you how great it is. <laughs> but I think most people that flip houses, you know, successfully, they probably do a lot of that work themselves. Yeah. Yeah. But there, I mean, even if you're talking about fixers, I think there's different levels. I think there are fixers that really are awful and need to be completely gutted and done over. And then I think there are ones that maybe you need a new kitchen or you know there are floors or you know some things which people do do all the time to houses we just haven't ever done it have you seen a house that you'd be willing to fix up yet no what would you be looking for in a house that you'd want to fix up space i mean and everything else is garbage yeah (laughs) i mean i think because we've seen that for sure. Yeah, We've seen a 3,000 square foot But it wasn't in the right location. Like if that was in the neighborhood that we wanted to be in, be down for that. Interesting. For sure. Mm-hmm. I have a hard because time seeing past it. it wasn't gross. It. Like I can't, I don't want to go. I mean, I know we're not going to be able to do something that is, you know, where it looks like there's been warfare or <laughs> people and animals have been stashed in there for a hundred years. I think that's we're what not, those places gonna, look like. No, no. Like think of the ones we've seen that are just not updated or there are things wrong minorly or they just aren't our style. That's I think that's still out of our price range, though, in the area we want. Because you can buy a lot Mm -hmm. out of our price range. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people do teardowns. Yeah. And it's still out of our price range. (laughs) Yeah. So... That's where I'm starting to wonder if we're just playing a game that we're not qualified for. In this location. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's really depressing me is just coming to the realization of this is a potentially just a fool's errand. 
you know, waste of time and we're wasting the agent's time. We're wasting, you know, the mortgage lady's time and we're wasting our own time. And we're also, you know, in my particular case, like getting my hopes up of getting out of this crappy house and into something that I'd be happier in and realizing that it's not the case. It's not going to happen. And that's what's so depressing is like, oh no, you're still renting a crappy apartment and you're not going to be able to buy something that's going to make you happy. Hmm. So that's kind of what I'm wrestling with this week. Have you seen anything that has made you excited? That we could afford? No. I've seen things that made me excited, but I know we can't afford them. <clears throat> yeah. Have you? Well, I answered that, the two, the two houses. But we couldn't afford them. We could. We cho- I mean, we came in number two. That's what. That's why I still feel hopeful. I mean, first of all, we're only. We're but less d- than didn't two that weeks technically mean we couldn't afford it? Because it went for higher than what we were willing yeah, to pay. Yeah, but you're not always going to have a cash buyer swoop in. I mean, you know, we were in the number two position. That makes me feel like we were really close. Okay. So I feel like that's hopeful, and that was on our first, literally our second day in. Yeah. So I d- I feel like. A week is a short time to completely give up hope. Okay. So basically that's like the one area you've seen point in the right direction and every other one is pointed in the wrong direction. And I guess I'm looking at all of the other arrows that are pointing in the wrong direction versus that one outlier that we still couldn't technically afford. Well, we technically could afford it. But the problem with the process is that you're bidding against blind competitors. Right. So you don't know how high to go. I think since then we've ruled we're willing to go even higher than we did on that house. But the problem is you just don't know what you're up against. It's competition, but you're blind to what other people are competing with. Right. Yeah. It is a very secretive process that I think is kind of adds to the, maddening nature of it Mm -hmm. is like you don't know what if you don't know why you don't know Mm -hmm. you know what's going through their minds you know technically they could just give it to somebody because they like them better yep um you know they do these things and i don't know if we talked about it last week but they have you write letters not all of them some of them request that you don't and the the one that the house we really wanted requested that we didn't so we didn't write a letter but the other house that we did we did write a letter and I imagine the whole point is that they could look at your offer, look at someone else's offer, but like you and your family mm-hmm. better and give you the house. Yep. So there's even that. intangible things. Mm-hmm. So we were leaning, we knew they were Lions fans. So we were leaning into the Lions fans things and like put a picture of me with my Lions hat on and like said, probably said the word Lions about five times. <laughs> yes. And we're just hoping that, oh, well, maybe, you know, they'll give us a leg up because they like the lions which did not work it was all about money um because it was the same old how much more you got situation and that one was the one where we said no nah, we don't have any more because the bedrooms are too small looking back at that one at this point would you reverse our decision i don't think i want a townhouse okay at this point okay i i i don't know what townhouse specs would turn me around but they all just seem cheap and like a waste of time to me when it comes to spending over a million dollars. Got it. What do you think? I think if we're going to stay in the neighborhood we're in, that's probably 
our easiest bet. So how do you feel about that house now? Um, I mean, I feel the same I did. I don't feel sorry that we let it go. Why? Because it was near the beach. It was near the beach. It was in our school district. Yep. It was really nice and fixed up and it had extra rooms, had an office. So you do want to live there. Had a playroom. <laughs> no, I don't want a townhouse. Like, I, 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 I'm saying like, what boxes did that place well, not check? The small bedrooms. I think had the bedrooms been a little bit larger, I would be happy to be there personally because I think there was a lot of other things going for it. Right. So, yeah, th- I think that's the thing is that like our our um, parameters are so narrow mm-hmm. that the size of the bedroom is going to negate our willingness to move in. Like, how are we ever going to find anything that checks all those boxes? That's n- You know what I mean? I just don't know. I think I think we're just so and rightfully so. Like we want what we want for over a million dollars. You should get what you want. In my opinion, that's my humble Midwestern, I guess, opinion. Real estate agent would think I'm crazy because it's only a million bucks. But I would think for a million bucks, you should get the bedroom size that you want. However, I think in this market, that mindset is what's probably working against us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. So, I mean, I think as it goes on, we adjust or we change neighborhoods or we, I mean, all the sacrifices you talked about. Or we halt <laughs> eventually. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think the other thing too, you know, w- what we've basically done is like a shotgun approach of just looking at yeah. every possible type, everything within our price range, every location. And what I've come to is that none of those things are worth to me the, m- the money. You know, obviously the down payment is huge. 20% of a million point whatever is a lot of money. Most of, I mean, I mean, not all of our money, but close. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then the payment, the monthly payment is about double what we're paying to rent. So that's a lot to put down on the table for something that you're not happy with. And I think that's what I'm starting to realize is that all of the things that we're looking at are not worth that to me. You know, if I'm not feeling really excited about the location for me, it's mostly the location. I would, you know, if if we had, and, and we haven't looked at anything close enough, but if we had something really close to the beach in our price range, I would take a crappy house. Um, but we haven't seen that yet. I think even crappy fixer-uppers, mm-hmm. because they can just tear down, are still like two million bucks. But um, where was I going? Um, you know, I, I, I just wonder if we're ever going to be able to, check all those boxes to make us comfortable with with putting that much money down and and committing to that much monthly uh, it's it's just it's been a reckoning for me um and so now i think i guess where i was going is going forward i think our we're going to be looking at a lot less we're going to be talking to kim a lot less um and we're just going to look at something every now and then that pops up and it'll probably take you know several months you know, because those things I don't think pop up very often. There was um experience I had once when I was up in Alaska and I was shooting B-roll driving down the freeway and I saw a bald eagle over my head and pulled off to the side of the road, grabbed my camera, walked down to the little river and happened to roll the camera right when the eagle came down, grabbed a fish out of the river 
and started to eat it on the bank and I shot it all in slow motion just like that got out of the car and shot that amazing shot National Geographic level shot and I was like oh well this must be happening all day I'm just going to stick here and I'm going to pick off the most amazing B-roll I've ever seen in my life sat there for hours never happened again it happened when I got out of the car and set the sticks down and started shooting it didn't happen again for several hours and I was like oh it was just a just dumb luck and so part of me is wondering if that first house that we saw was that eagle, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, maybe it's going to be months until we see that eagle dive into the lake and, or dive into the river and grab a fish again. So I think I, I, I'm curious how you feel like going forward. Do you, do you feel like it's going to slow down? Are you going to look for certain things? What's your what's your new game plan, knowing what we know now based on the 12 houses we've seen yeah I mean I think this is what I've been saying I feel like if you're a real estate agent and you get a a call from a first time buyer you're probably like oh no because you know they just need to see everything to figure it out so I think that's part of the thing is looking at a lot of things considering different possibilities and will that actually work for you and now that we've done that a bit, I think we've really narrowed our geographic search. Um, so, yeah, they are going to be less frequent because there are a lot more possibilities if we widen that geographic search. Right. But the good news is we're not in any situation where we need to move immediately or have a timeline. Except so, for our mental health. <laughs> yeah. Um, but otherwise, we can wait it out (laughs) it's a minor detail um the uh new buyer thing i'm curious about and maybe you've done more research or talked to more people but i would imagine you know unless you're just flipping houses and looking every five years which Mm -hmm. i i I mean does everybody do that Mm -mm. i don't think so so wouldn't everyone kind of need to relearn what's going on doesn't the market shift quite a bit neighborhoods shift um you know, like we've lived in places we know what we like. Yeah. Um, I wonder what a second time home buyer would be bringing. It's not like we've never lived anywhere before. So, what would a second time home buyer be bringing to the table that a first time home buyer wouldn't when they're just looking? Well, I think you've already gone through that mental jump rope of Am I willing to move closer to the freeway? Am I willing to sacrifice space? Am I willing to... They've because they've done, done it before. Because they've done it before. They live near the freeway and yeah. they've sacrificed space. Yeah, and then if they're, Boop. Okay. if they're moving I mean, out I know of what it's house. like to live next to a freeway, though. I'm not an idiot. Yeah, but we've we looked at houses much farther away from the beach. And that was a question for us because we know we can buy more with our money there. So that's why we looked to see what that would look like. But then I think in reality, even then we decided the location is more important. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is the process we went through when we got this place. Mm-hmm. You know, so I guess that's the point is eight years ago, we went through the exact same process when we were just looking for a place to rent. So I wonder if second time home buyers also go through that process every eight years or yeah. 10 there, or I mean, 20 I'm sure years. There's some, but I think too, I mean, you're moving out of your first house for a reason. So what is it that at that point is making you jump ship? And there's a reason, right. probably more space. space. Yeah. yeah. So 
if that is the paramount concern at that point, maybe the location thing flips and that's right. less important. Yeah, very or maybe, true. Or maybe you've made enough money out of that first home that you can get to the better location, <laughs> you know. It's a little bit of a ladder climb strategy, I think, too. People do on purpose. So um, I did a brief half-assed research um, on the internet about how many houses new homeowners look at. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious to know what your guess would be. Oh, that's a good question. Is that a national average, though? Or is that Mm -hmm. a... So, of course, uh, we're I in a unique lower. situation. Yeah, I bet it's lower on national average because you could actually buy what you go into. We've already places. looked at more. <laughs> That's hilarious. Eight to ten. <laughs> That's hilarious. Most first-time home buyers look at eight to ten houses before they settle on something. We've looked like, at 12. Yeah, but I don't feel like that's fair in this particular region. I agree. I don't, I don't think we could have picked a worse place to look for a house yeah. or a worse time. So, um, the, I guess to catch people up a little bit on, on what we did is we looked at mostly townhouses this week. Uh, we looked at five places on Sunday and one more on Monday and another on Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So it was seven total in this week and almost all of them townhouses two houses and the townhouses for the most part lack charm and i think it's because they're glorified apartments Mm -hmm. i don't think people from what i can tell really treat townhouses like houses when it comes to fixing them up i think it's like kind of a transient type of style you know it's just basic um from what I can tell, most of the townhouses seem like a lateral move from what we're currently living in, which is like a generic apartment. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. I think, I don't know. There was there was one we went into that was really well and tastefully, you know, trendily decorated. Um and the kitchen had been very recently redone, so it had looked very, you know, out of a current catalog with all the furnishings. And we both were attracted enough <laughs> to that with all the stuff there that we considered it. Which one was that? The the Friends Great Room one. Right. Okay. So that's interesting to mm-hmm. talk about is mm-hmm. that, you know, this open floor plan idea is something that sounds good and looks good in pictures. Mm-hmm. But I was wondering when you're living in it, when really all you have is, you know, a spider web of four bedrooms or three bedrooms around one common area, how doable could that be in the long run? For a family of four people. You, you have yeah. one room. Yeah. Literally well, one room to cook, one room to watch TV in, one room to eat in, like it's 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 like being in a robert altman movie where everybody's talking over each other and all these like i just i I don't know if that's gonna work yeah and there was i mean there was kind of a good-sized balcony space so i guess there's the thought would be that that would be a little retreat but i don't know i i agreed with you once you brought that up seems like the friend's apartment yeah and you're all just there all the time everybody's all up in each other's business yeah um 
And I guess you're setting yourself up for once your kids are teenagers, never seeing them again because they're only going to be in their rooms. There's nowhere else to go. Yeah, there's nowhere else to go. So that that was something that we realized this time around that it became a priority, which we hadn't really thought about before. Um, But there should be sort of two living Living area rooms. Yeah. In some way. Yeah, and you kind of think back on the houses that you've spent an extended period of time in, Mm -hmm. and I don't think I've ever spent in one that was like basically like a Samoan kind of hut, you know, (laughs) where it's just a roof and everybody hangs out in one big slab. Yep. Yeah, I don't think that would work. Where we lived a lot of our lives too. That's not how. No, you're not here. Like you know, other houses I've spent time in here haven't really been designed like that. Yeah, and I think it's a relatively new idea. But I don't know if that idea works for what we would want out of a day-to-day existence. Yeah, I think that's probably true. So um, the other thing we looked at was a brand new place, brand spanking new. Like we would be the Mm -hmm. first time owners. It was also a townhouse. Um, what did you think of the brand new location? Um, I had mixed feelings. Um, I mean, it was beautiful. So it was very swanky, very swanky, very modern, but very pretty. I mean, there's a lot of white wood and black accents. Um, but to get that really nice place... It was really expensive to still be in a townhome. Yeah, that's where I was sitting. Right, it was about about a hundred grand more. Yeah, to start. Of yeah. course, we all know now that the listing price is the invitation to bid. Yeah, and everything goes for the price of a normal house more. Yeah. So yeah, it did. It did start relatively high, but you don't have all the trials and problems and tribulations that come with an old house. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all brand new mm-hmm. and it comes with like a 10 year warranty. So, you know, there are some things that you're paying for. Um, and also it's all so clean and nice. And mm-hmm. It was really nice. It was really pretty. Be curious mm-hmm. how long it would take for us to <laughs> trash it. <laughs> Murder it. Yeah. Probably and also none of our furniture would have worked there. It's very modern. Mm-hmm. And all of our furniture is kind of, you know, country style. Wouldn't you like? How would you describe? Um, I like wouldn't say that. I would say chic. I would say it's like beach, um, eclectic. Okay, yeah, <laughs> nothing matches. <laughs> We've never bought furniture for a place that we cared about. Yeah, you know, we always just bought kind of whatever in the furniture department, and that yeah, that's going to be a huge expense too because yeah. most places we move into, our furniture is not going to work. Like that one place, our bedroom furniture right. wouldn't even have fit. So. Um, the, uh, the, the, the other one we kind of hinted at earlier was a really, really nice house, nice square footage, little bit of a backyard, single family home on a super busy four lane street and across from an industrial park. Yeah. When you close the door and you don't even know it, Mm -hmm. you don't hear it, you don't see it. You do have to back out onto a busy road. Maybe we should still move there. Um, it's really charming. Like, you know, more than anything else we've seen, it really had character Mm -hmm. and it had wide hallways, you know, it had beautiful um, multiple sitting areas, vaulted wooden ceilings, wood ceilings. Yeah. 
huge small kitchens small kitchen huge bedrooms though most bedrooms we see are like 10 by 10 boxes these were like nice big rooms Mm -hmm. four bedrooms huge master bathroom with a whole breezeway situation yep it was two big doors that open to the back patio maybe we need to go there (laughs) it's really pretty um really pretty house but on a on a I mean, it's it'd be like, you know, backing out into oncoming traffic every time you need to back out. Obviously, there's openings and you just have to wait, but it's something you have to think about. You don't just back right out. Um, and that's really what stopped us is backing our cars out. Well, not even that, really, because we did it. We went and sat in front of the house like stalkers for about 20 minutes to see if it was realistic that we would get out of the driveway without wrecking our cars um and we felt like "Eh, maybe we could overcome that yeah i went back the next day with the boys we walked around the neighborhood there's a one of the big parks in the area is a few blocks down the street the elementary is another block past that um so we were just kind of walking around and getting the feel and i still thought "Eh, maybe maybe i could see us doing that and once you're inside the house feels like a haven um so i was kind of thinking maybe but the real problem was the the price because looking at comps have we talked about comps yet no That's another exciting real estate term yeah talk about comps so comps are when your realtor pulls up Selling prices for properties that are similar and in the same area. They're remarkably similar too. Like they're able to find like almost not carbon copies, but close. Yeah. So they look for the, yeah, the closest matches that have sold recently. So, you know, the comparable selling rates and you can see then, oh, this is right on track or it's a little higher, but you know, this is a different time than that was. Always higher, but it's a different time than that was or whatever. This even was, if it's even if it's less than a month, it's still twenty thousand yeah, dollars more. Right. This was a lot higher than any of the other comparable properties and ones that have been more updated, in fact, than this one. Yeah. This was still substantially more. And that plus the location plus the worry about great school district. It, um, and maybe wouldn't, I mean, I don't even think reselling it would be an issue there for a long time, yeah. but, um, our real, our realtor from the beginning kind of knew though. She didn't she, like she, it. She, she was kind of like, mm. even when we walked right outside yeah. and we were all excited, she was like not into it. She was kind of like, take a look at the road. I wonder if she's got beef with the selling agent. <laughs> I don't think so. I think she would have said that. Um, but I think she just knew. I think she felt like it was a little high. I yeah. think she was worried about us with the traffic long term. Yeah. I think she's probably seen people get excited about things that don't ultimately end up working for them. And then she's back reselling their house. So I think she was trying to really make Isn't sure. Isn't that more money for her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. It's kind of a good strategy now that you say that. Um, but I think she really does want to make sure that we end up in a place that works for us. And she has two kids that are the same age as our kids. So I think she just knows what her family has and how they live. And that looking at that whole situation 
she didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I think. No, she didn't like <laughs> she it. She could put herself in our shoes. And I think she was saying, this is going to be a problem for you guys. Yeah. And, and also, you know, <laughs> cause we're idiots. We're trying to find something close to the beach. And that wasn't all the, as about mm-hmm. as far as we'd be comfortably living from the beach. Yep. So, in that end, or in that in that category, we looked at something much closer to the beach. Still not as close as we've been mm-hmm. accustomed to living for the last twenty years. Um, and it was a hole. Mm-hmm. It was a hovel. It was a hobbit house. Um, went for about one point three. Um, well, we don't know ultimately what it went for. Well, it didn't go yeah. for anything. No one's bought it yet. Um, but I'm oh, talking about one the one the about? one just on the edge of Hermosa Beach. Yeah. Well, there was the offer. They knew they were getting. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's right. I forgot that someone was putting in an offer, but they they listed it for one point three. It's not going for less. Nothing's going for less. No, no, no. I'm saying we don't know. Could have gone for more. We don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, but no light coming in. Uh, literally just like a hole in the ground. Um, house that didn't make any sense. It was a little bit of a maze. Very strange out. Um, Layout. layout. No bathroom off of the master bedroom. No closet space. No space. Like a New York type apartment. If you uh, if you were able to find this place in New York, you'd be stoked. Yeah, true. But um, for what we're looking at, the low end of what we're looking at, which made me realize that if we want to be where we want to be, we're not going to find the house that we want. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to get a crappy little hovel if we want to live where we want to live, which we're not going to do, which makes me feel like this is all in vain. So I think that's why that was the moment. And I know you told me to calm down because I was clicking the the, the mm-hmm. gear shift because I was just sitting there thinking like, oh, we're done. We're, our goose is cooked. This is over. And so I was looking at the house that was kind of close to the location we wanted to be in and realizing it's a dump um, was the moment that really kind of deflated my balloon. Mm-hmm. So that was the last house we looked at. I don't know what the next house, next house we're going to look at is, um, but right now I've got a really bad taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll find a dump that works for us, though, better than that dump. You know, that's that's what I'm thinking. Like we, you know, I don't think we respond well to dumps. Yeah, I know. We only respond well to nice stuff that we can't afford, and then dumps that everyone talks about fixing up. We can't see past it. I haven't seen a house yet where we've been like, oh, we could do this or we could do that. Like, we just don't think that way. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, we may have to start. <laughs> I mean, we could have at that place. I, I, well, the problem is there are places that you can and there are places that you can't because there are some problems that you can't overcome. That place was built largely below ground. We're never overcoming that there was Technically, no it was just built next to other houses, not below ground. Yeah, it was. It was down the hill. It like, was down a hill, but it's not below ground. Well, most of it was. Like it was the, built on the a The windows were at side Because they were next to other houses. Because it was right next door to other houses. Mm-hmm. There's no ground. Those are other houses that were outside the window. Are you sure? 100% sure. It was built on a hill. Yeah, don't but you remember when I you thought, go out on the balcony? Yeah, so it's not ground you're looking at. So there are houses. That's why I thought part hill. of it was down in the hill. There's nothing underground. Oh. There's nothing in the house that was underground. Oh, felt I underground felt like I was underground because <laughs> you were next to other houses that are also built on oh. the hill. 
I totally. So if you put like two blocks next to each other, yeah, even if there's sun around here, they're still gonna be blocked by the other blocks. Yeah, but the windows were at the sidewalk level, so it was somewhat subterranean. No. It had to be zero. It had to be no. But the window was at sidewalk level, uh-uh. so explain to me the physics. Because you're on a hill. Yeah. Because it's going down. Yeah. So part of you is underground. No. <laughs> no. If you're on a hill. <laughs> doesn't mean you're underground just because you took a couple steps down the hill. You're just below where the top of the hill is. Okay. Felt like I was underground. It did because you because there I mean there were the houses are like Yeah. You know, it's like in San Francisco where everything's yeah. right next to each other. So obviously no light's gonna get in because there's another house right there. Okay. There's no space. There was zero space in between the houses. Mm-hmm. So we're not overcoming that, or we're not overcoming low ceilings, and we're not overcoming that there's literally not a bathroom unless we build one, but that's another, I mean. But that's that what you a, get in our price range yeah, where we want to live. Yeah, but that's a big, I mean, I'm down for doing some stuff, but that's another $100,000. Like, that's, you know, that's not nothing. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if we yeah. found something that was beat up but had the right structures in place at least, I'd be willing to consider that. Okay. You know? Or something that didn't have a wacky, weird layout. Yeah. I mean, it was weird. So where where would the red beam house have to be for you to be okay with it? Um, because that house was listed for 1.2? 2. Total fixer-upper. Mm-hmm. So if that house was next to the beach, you'd be all right with it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Total dump. You'd be all right paying $1.2 million and $6,000 a month for it. Mm, be hard to swallow. I don't think you'd do it. Yeah. I don't think I'd do it. And that's my point, is we're not yeah. fixer-upper people. We don't see the big picture. We're not willing to take that leap of faith. We just don't. And also, we don't yeah. have the time and energy for it. Yeah. That's another one that was extreme, though. I guess what I'm saying is... It doesn't exist. Level. That's possible. What you're talking that's about is doesn't exist. That's possible. But I don't feel convinced of that yet. It's I guess $2 million. Dollars. If you want to live where we want to live in yeah. a single family home, yeah. even if it's a teardown, it's $2 million. Yeah. Which we don't have. I don't know. But then I'm looking and we almost look back a week. We almost got a house that was in our price range that was not a dump. It was nice. So... Oh yeah. There's also, like we would have been sacrificing <laughs> location. Like that wasn't, you know, exactly yeah. where we want to be. Yeah, but we would have been okay with that. I mean, it was okay yeah. enough. The location was okay enough, and it wasn't a fixer upper. I just hope that's not the eagle. Yeah. You know, because yeah. nothing close has come up since, but, yeah, but it hasn't been that thing. long. There's a new house every day, though. You know. I know, and they're all like a long way away or mm-hmm. crappy, mm-hmm. or slightly out of like that one point four line of demarcation is real yeah um there was a really really beautiful house right around the corner from that dump that we looked at and um that's the one that was flipped mm-hmm. in the last six months and if you're in the house flipping business and you know what you're doing and you're motivated that's the game to be in right now that's but, for sure um but yeah there's not been a skill either of us have ever thought to pursue but you can make a lot of money doing it Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, I think that was all I had to talk about. Were there any insights that you've come across this week that you weren't aware of before? Mm, 
No, I mean, I think we're we're targeting in on what we want, and we'll see if it exists now. Right. That's our that's our status. Yeah, I I think next week's going to be a lot slower. Mm-hmm. Um, the descent into madness may continue, but this has been. I think you would chalk this up to a really cold dose of reality, which in turn turned into panic and depression and realizing that what you want doesn't exist. And I'm sure a lot of homeowners have to deal with that, you know, and I, and as, as much as someone can tell you that that's going to happen, it's a really tough pill to swallow when you realize that that's what you're up against. So, um, I think it's just a process, you know, just realizing that you can't like the Rolling Stones said, you can't always get what you want. Mm. And, you also, in this game and in this neighborhood, you need to be willing to put down mo- an ungodly amount of money for a crappy house. Mm-hmm. And that's why most people move away. I mean, that's the other thing. Yeah. Is all of our, all of our friends have moved <laughs> away. Every friends. single one of them. They even moved to New York and get a house for half the price yeah. of what they are and out here. Burps, yeah. And because it's because they're smart um, and they realize what's going to work for them in the long term. And, you know, we've decided to stay here because there's a big burning ball of gas in the sky that never goes away. And our kids are happy here and we're willing to spend over a million dollars on a house, I guess. Although we haven't ha- found one, obviously, at the end of this long conversation, we haven't found one that, that works at that price range. But that's kind of what we're willing to do. But that's the other thing is like there's no friends left. Mm-hmm. All the friends are gone. Mm-hmm. And mostly for this reason. So we're kind of the last people standing. And uh, boy, if we can come through with this, it'll be a miracle. Otherwise, it would be California's final knockout punch Mm -hmm. if we decided to move for buying a house. Um, But you really like get a lot more for your money anywhere else. And so I really do understand why everybody else has left this area to, to do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, pro- I have no idea how long we've gone. Feels like it's gone on for a while. <laughs> Do you have know. any other thoughts or feelings before we uh, sign off till next week? No, I think, I think I hope we have a better week. Is what I hope. I hope so too. Even if that we'll means see. looking at zero houses. Maybe, maybe Kim will come through for us, or maybe we'll just continue to look at these. million dumps that are right next to the freeway in East Torrance (laughs) or on the other side of the freeway. All right. Well, that's enough. This is a depressing week. It was a rough week, uh, but that's all part of the process. So, um, Oh, we have to close out with our tally. Uh, zero offers. Should it be, maybe it should be cumulative. Okay. So zero offers this week. So we're still at two offers, two rejections. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully, um, hopefully there's better news next week. And uh, this is our first time. We'll see you next time.